have all you want, but don't get between me and the bloodline. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Right. Right. Me, me, ma'am. I'm here to fix your Katra. <laughs> I'm going to mind meld you. <clears throat> My penis. <laughs> My Let's mind go. to your mind. My dick to your mouth. <laughs> My genitals. <laughs> My genitals to your genitals. <laughs> so yeah, that's what you ordered from Amazon. Yeah, that was the uh, the, the sonar wig. That's cool. I'm into that. So hold on, we put it. Did no, I just, I have had it for a while. Just uh, since I got my haircut kind of kind of close today, I decided to wear the wig. My genitals to your genitals. It looks that, that wig and sunglasses looks like you're in the uh, sabotage video. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, you're like Vulcan sabotage. Yeah, which is funny because they do mention Spock in the video. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's up, Vulcan sabotage? And Beastie Boys are canon in the future, so yeah, they are. Yeah, very popular in two Classical. movies. As is uh, fucking Wyclef. Yeah. From Discovery, Wyclef is very big in the 22nd century. Uh, 23rd. <laughs> And Proswell. Yeah, and Proswell. 23rd century, Bob. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm just, you know, I, I have to leave. Are we all caught up on Discovery, by the way? I am caught up for once. How are we feeling about it? I, Good. I, I may have popped an erection at the end of last week's episode. Really? The Hotelos 4 thing? Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Stephanie, Stephanie and I are going to watch The Cage before we, we're going to try to sneak The Cage in before tomorrow. I know the guys over at Trek Yards did like a side-by-side comparison. So that was kind of cool. That's Where they cool. had like The Cage, Telosians, and the uh, yeah. Discovery ones. Really excited. They seem happy. It's good, dude. I mean, I've, I've been pretty happy with Discovery this season, but Whatevs, whatevs. I'll tell you what, though. Um, we're reviewing DS9. What's the name of this episode? In Purgatory Shadow. In Purgatory Shadow. This is my favorite Deep Space Nine episode up until this point. Wow. I, I, can, I can see that. Like, up until this moment, from every episode, this is what? The 90... This is the 112th episode of the television series. Wow, that means we've only got, like... 60 some episodes left. That's nuts. This is probably my favorite episode of the series. I can see that. I can't wait to go upstairs when we get finished recording and watch the second part of it. <laughs> All right. So uh, I give it an 8.5. Everybody good? All right. Let's go. Because I've seen the second part of it and I love the second part of it. Have you guys seen the second part of this episode? Uh-huh. Oh, I almost just let it roll, but I was like, you know so what? Good. I'm not going to remember where the first episode stops and the next one starts. Dude, so it's wonderful. Like, it's so wonderful. This is not one of those shitty Star Trek episodes where, like, the first episode is, like, balls to the walls, and the second one's like, oh, and that happened. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so Yar doesn't show up in the second episode? No, Yar doesn't show <laughs> up and none of that stuff. There's no data dreams and birds flying through the, the fucking uh, the camp, none of that shit. It's just, it's good. Why do droids suddenly appear? <laughs> anyway. 
Yeah. This episode is, uh, it's great. It's great. It's a good one. Favorite episode so far. Know, are you forgetting the, the first ones where they, uh, they get the Defiant and start chasing the uh, Dominion in the Gamma Quadrant? That was no, I, I, awesome. No, I'm not. I, no, those are great episodes too, but up until this point, I mean, this episode has everything that I like about Deep Space Nine, especially because I've watched ahead. So I get super excited, like, oh, dude, it's just wonderful. I love this episode. All right, who wants to tell us what happened? I'm not good at this. Dennis? Ben? Someone tell us. Describe. That never made sense because you're not writing anything. I know. No, the scribe scribe used to write. You were the dude be the dictator. Yeah. (laughs) Dick. Yeah. But yes, the 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 summera? Would that be a good one? The summera? Summera. Giving, giving us this like mummera, but summera. <laughs> Ancient spirits of Star Trek. <laughs> you got like statues of Spock and Chris. Yeah. Pike. Both all three versions of Pike. Well, it would be the humans, the Vulcans, the Andorians, and the uh Tellarites, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the four pillars of the Federation. Yeah. But there's only three stars on the flag that are brighter than the rest. Why? Mm. Anyway. So tell us what happened. Okay. Well, my, my internet's a little spotty, so. But do you want me to I'm, tell you what happened? Because I'm, I'm just going to say right. that I love it the whole time. That's pretty much all I'm doing this episode. Well, so, so this starts, I, I believe it begins with them receiving a strange transmission. Dick pics incoming. Yes, Cardassian dick pics. Oh, so they know Garrick's gonna want to see this. Yeah, and at this point, though, you kind of like you hear those words, and you're like, "When was the last time Cardassians were in the Gamma Quadrant? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe when a whole bunch of them died." (laughs) (laughs) Why, yes, yes. Oh, that's right. That is correct, Dennis. The last time I remember a whole shitload of Kardashians going into the fucking Gamma Quadrant was when they tried to blow up the Founders planet. Yeah, Chloe and Kylie and all of them were <laughs> yeah. in there. And, and was was Tigga with them? And because didn't Tigga date one of them? Did he? I think didn't Tigga in the basement? Yeah, not to, not that. There's an isn't there a rapper named Tigga? Oh, okay. T Y G A. Yeah, T Y G A. Okay. He dated one of them, and then like I'm like 15 years off here. Didn't James Harden date one of them too? Did he? I think so. I can't keep up. They run through these black men so quickly. <laughs> I believe Ray J was in one at one point. Oh, yeah, of course. That's that's what made him. Mm-hmm. You, you got famous because Ray J fucked your mom. That's why you're a billionaire. <laughs> I mean, does does Ray J's dick get like residual checks from this? Like, because without that, none of this would be possible. I've seen that conversation going around recently because I guess there's an article saying that um, Kylie Jenner is like one of the youngest self-made billionaires, which is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like he commented yeah, on right. Twitter, he was just like, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the response that somebody did to that with where they had that picture of Kylie Jenner with the, you know, the link to the story saying she was the youngest self-made billionaire. And then uh, below it, it had the picture of Oprah Winfrey when she was like six or something. 
It was like, mm-hmm. you know, he was born in this, you know, poverty stricken town in the South, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, she's a, she's self-made. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. all of us can be children of celebrity lawyers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> James Harden dumps Chloe Kardashian. I don't know which one Chloe was. She's the one that dates basketball players. She dated, uh, um, Tristan Thompson, Lamar Odom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, James Harden tells Sports Illustrated that 2015, the year he dated Chloe, was the worst year of his life, and that he <laughs> and that he didn't like all of the attention. Said the celebrity basketball player. Bed. Well, there's a difference between like celebrity basketball player attention and like dating a Kardashian. You know what I'm saying? Like paparazzi all the yeah, time. There's, that's a big difference. Like the one guy, that Tristan Thompson guy who cheated on one of them, like had to shut down all of his social media because people were blowing him up about being a douche and all this shit. So, I mean, like there's different levels of. And he plays for Cleveland. I know. <laughs> like who gives a shit about him? Well, no, but he, so he's absolutely not used to this. Yeah, kind of thing. It was uh-huh. already bad enough for yeah. him. Like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, I was like, there was a picture of him the other day on one of the new because you know how you get news on your phone and like the kardashians or whatever i don't know why i clicked on it but like there were three of them together doing some provocative posing and weird outfits or something and like i didn't know who was who they had names but they all start with k's and like i was like i don't know who any of these people are like which one's which i'd get so confused it doesn't matter really it doesn't doesn't matter I just, I just don't understand. Don't understand. I don't get it. The only reason I've ever made any kind of connection to them is because of the DS9 connection. Yeah, Star Trek. Kardashian, Kardashian. Do you I mean, think, seriously, that's it. Do you think the Deep Space Nine people or the Star Trek people are like, God damn it. Why did we get that so close? Like, why? Because, I mean, Robert Kardashian at the time was already pretty famous, right? Like, Was he? Because this the show started pretty... Uh-huh. Huh? He was, he was famous in the 90s. Well, yeah, Obviously. but when in the 90s? Because this started in... in 89. Uh, DS9? Uh, yeah, DS9 started in... in yeah, but we, yeah, but we saw the Kardashians... Uh, we wow. saw the Kardashians in... Trek like season three, don't they show up in TNG? Season three uh, or four, wasn't it? That's like 90, 91. But maybe he was like Lowell the Hamster Stanley in LA at the time, you know, like he had commercials on TV and shit like that. So that's why everybody knew his name. And well, maybe that's what got into the writer's head. So they're yeah. like, they're like, oh yeah, this uh, ambulance chaser, nobody will ever think of him again. Yeah. Hey, what's that Bronco on TV? Fuck. <laughs> oh, god damn it. Yeah. Um, I guess he was famous before he was an attorney and businessman to get, but I mean, he got up, he blew up about the OJ Simpson shit. That was his jam. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first time I'd ever heard of him. Yeah. Okay. And Bruce Jenner had him killed. 1991, yeah, apparently. <laughs> Why you can't just go firing off shit like that at the mouth, bro? <laughs> I'm crazy, man. Do you cray cray? <laughs> I just, I would go ahead and put on record, I do not believe that is a true statement. Yeah, I don't think that's true either. I have, I have several lawsuits in process it's right now. and Probably I not true. Probably. Well, I mean, Allegedly. He was, only, he, was, he was only worth 30 mil. I mean, 
Um, she, 30 mil I don't have. Yeah, but I mean, like now I'm thinking about she, when she married Bruce Jenner, I'm sure Bruce Jenner was probably pretty rich at the time, right? Like he's Bruce Jenner. I think that Whitty's money ran out sometime in the 90s, though. Yeah, but I mean, you I don't Bruce lose. Jenner was pretty rich, though. Yeah, you don't lose that kind of family. I mean, he was like the fucking most famous dude in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. He was. Okay, so since we're on the subject, I'm going to take this rabbit hole real quick, I hope. All right. All right. So I remember reading Mad Magazine. I love Mad Magazine. I still read Mad Magazine. Way back in the day. And it was the Incredible Hulk TV series. They were doing a parody of that, right? And they brought up the whole, why did they change uh, David Banner's, you know, Bruce Banner's name to David Banner? And the real story, the true story, and they kind of alluded to it in Mad Magazine, and Stan Lee has told the story at Cons before, is that the network was like, "Mm, Bruce sounds a little gay. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's not a macho enough name. Yeah. And so then Mad Magazine to make fun of that had all these famous Bruce's and so it had like a TV in the background with Bruce Jenner winning the triathlon trying to show how oh well you're saying it's 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 not it's a kind of an effeminate name, but here's Bruce Jenner that he's winning the fucking triathlon. Yeah. Fuck you. It's manly. Cut forward now and I'm like, oh. So David, how you doing? I mean it's so Caitlin, but you know. And that's, and you know what, man? I just, it's just what the, if, what the if the Hulk wanted to get a uh, sex change ago. operation? <laughs> he wanted that? to be, he wanted to be She Hulk too. Cool. <laughs> I don't think it it would work though. What, I mean, I can't. I don't Why think we have the technology. He don't try to hold back the Hulk. I mean, I don't know uh-huh. if it would work anatomically, but I mean, I'm sure it could work. Like if that's if that's how he feels. Yeah, if he feels if if Bruce Banner feels like a woman inside, then all he's got to do is just kind of not Bruce Banner, not Bruce Banner, the Hulk, the Hulk. All right, well, if the Hulk, if Bruce that's is still the same as he always. Bruce was. will have to live with the results of whatever happens. All right, well, if the Hulk feels like he is a woman inside, then all he's got to do is just kind of come out as a female and then just live his life that way, and we just have to accept him. Because yeah. surgically, wouldn't his? Doesn't I don't think he. Can, what if he just that. started dressing up as She Hulk and like, like people were too scared to ask him what he was doing? Um, so, do, I don't. Think the the guy with the cowboy hat. Does anybody ask the Hulk what he's up to or doing? Yeah, like the Hulk is just gonna do what the Hulk wants to do, and like, whatever pronoun the Hulk wants to be called is fine by me. I think most I mean, of the time the pronoun that uh, most people use when they refer to them. The Hulk is uh, Hulk. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Smash! But Hulk just calls himself Hulk, so Hulk doesn't care exactly. either way. But my it's gender I, neutral. Hulk is kind of gender neutral, but like, if Hulk wants to be a woman, if he's a woman inside, and that's how he wants to identify with himself, Dennis, I'm okay with that. That's his choice as I'm an okay individual, as a human. It doesn't sound like it as a human, as an individual, and I'm cool with that. But if you want to be like thick headed no, 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 no. and no. kind of, you know, because gender rigid, that's on you, buddy. Favorite, one of my favorite comics to read were the What If comics, where they always, you know, like it usually start with the Watcher. Uh-huh. This is what really happened, but what if this happened instead? Uh-huh. You know, and then you know, like what if the, what if the original X Men died? You know what would happen with Professor Xavier or whatever. What if? He would no longer be allowed to have other children because they, all the other ones died under his care. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's a match. Basically, that's basically the story of what happened. Like, you know, the um, uh, 
uh, Scott Summer's brother Vulcan or whatever. Uh, like that was the story. Happy. Like between between X Men '94 and Giant Size X Men number one, there was a story that supposedly happened when all the original X Men got caught by Krakoa. Mm-hmm. You know the Living Island. Charles Xavier sent <laughs> another team of mutants to save them, but they all got killed. And they so they found like Wolverine and Storm and all those other people and made another team to find all everybody everybody else that was there. Damn, they got killed. Yeah, it's like Vulcan and Darwin and like uh, some other people that don't matter. Interesting. That still fucking pisses me off. But it, it went from a what if story to like canon. Huh. Weird. Yeah. How the hell are you gonna kill Darwin? They didn't. In the movie, no, in the movie though, they did like right off the gate. What movie? Did they though? What uh, movie are you talking about? First class. First class. I didn't see that one. Oh yeah, uh, Kevin Bacon guy. guy. Is that directed by the the sex pervert? Probably. Brian Singer. I mean, it's a safe bet with any movie if you say, "Was that directed by the pervert?" <laughs> I don't know who directed it, but there's a fair chance. Uh, I, will, I will take the odds. A, uh, so you're saying it's like 50-50? Oh, I'm, oh, no, no, no. I Probably never, at least 75%. I, I, would, I would, yeah, 75-25, maybe 80-20. Uh, right, let's see here. Um, directed by Matthew Vaughn. I don't think he's a sex pervert. Oh, all right. You so never know. We don't know enough about it. We there, don't I'm know just what, saying, not, from, what, from what, what I understand at this point, not a sex pervert. Yes. But yes. Brian Singer, that guy, definitely sex pervert. I just don't trust people named Brian. I mean, I can see why. They're untrustworthy. Can't trust him. Can't trust this. Never trust a big Brian and a smile. <laughs> right. that, that guy is poisoned. All right, so anywho... Um, so we got the signal. Garrett translates the signal or breaks the code because and he's all like, "Yeah, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <Wonder> <laughs> balloons. Don't worry about it. It's a hey. you know apple pie recipe." Hey, mind your own fucking business is basically what he says, and then he leaves. It's somebody's uh, grocery list. You know, yeah. Like hey, package. go fuck your mother, and then he and then he just kind of leaves, and then they're like, "Hmm, well, you know what? I think there's something suspicious going on here." I think I believe him. <laughs> this is probably why he does the uh, practice lying later on because apparently he sucks at it <laughs> at yeah, that moment yeah. his, his skills are kind of getting out, out but I also think Julian knows him so well but that's the thing Julian knows him so well right yes by the end of the episode interesting interesting indeed well it would make sense would it? Yes, it does. Hmm. This is all kind of coming together. So <laughs> then um, Garrick says that the messages can only be from one person, and it's from Albatane or whatever the fuck his name is. LeBrontane. LeBrontane. There's a really good Dang. little restaurant like Panera in New York called Albatane, and that's mm-hmm. – they yeah. do. They have really great oatmeal. I have no idea what this guy's actual name is because that's what I hear every time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I could go for some oatmeal. Albon Payne is really. They have some in Baltimore. Um, I know they're in D.C. They're in New York. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love Albon Payne. They have like the the bread bowl soups, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They have an oatmeal bar, dude. 
oatmeal bar, like oatmeal and then all the fixins. It's wonderful. Blueberries. I, I love it. <laughs> love it. Uh, his name is Abron Tain. Yeah, we've ran into him a couple of times. Before. Yeah, we have. And again, last time we saw uh, Tain was he was mumbling incoherently to himself on the bridge of his ship that was being shot out of the sky by the Ajem Hadar. Mm-hmm. So that's what we find out that they are on their way to go see to go get Tain. But Cisco um, says, "All right, if that's what you want to do, then do it. But you got to bring Worf." Yeah, like how he's like, oh, it sounds like your doctor's getting volunteered. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no. No, Worf. this is Worf. Worf is killing. This isn't a sex romp, Garrett. Yeah, this is a fucking... And then, this is your honeymoon cruise. Yeah, and right. there's there's so many wonderful, like, one-liners and quick quips in this episode where Worf basically says, if he makes any false moves, I'll kill him and bring the body back to you in one piece. <laughs> and it's just... Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I hope you're joking, Mr. Worf. And I love the response to that, though. We'll see. <laughs> what? Are you going to kill him? I mean, I wouldn't run it by Worf if need be, you know? But the thing is, I don't know if Worf could kill Garrick because he's such, he's such a badass, kind of slimy, sleazy dude. You know? be tough it'd be tough to catch garrick off guard i think yeah because obviously I mean, he could he could beat him one-on-one I, yeah i think that's pretty clear but garrick is so sneaky he is before you know it you're making out with him yeah <laughs> you are <laughs> next thing you know you're on your knees and you got your fucking his dick in your mouth and you're like this with your bat lift on the floor <laughs> Why am I? If I had fifty dollars for every time that happened to me, <laughs> how did this happen, and why am I enjoying it so so much? Yeah, I hope Garrick's enjoying it too. <laughs> Let me check in on him. That Garrick's a wonderful guy. The ridge really make all the difference. Let's just swallow it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so they go, and Garrick and Worf have fun little conversations in the in this fucking ship on the way over where Garrick was talking about wanting to be a member of Starfleet and he, would he, would Worf sponsor him and all this. It's just, it's so much fun. Like it's, no, it's, you don't have to write the letter. Obviously I'll write the letter. <laughs> Ooh, tell them with all my experience, I could definitely be a cat. Uh, what does he say? A commander. I could be your boss. And wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> it's like, he's so fucking great. <laughs> Lucky son of a bitch. He is. He's just wonderful. As soon as they mention, he knows how to push everybody's buttons. He like does he exactly how to manipulate people. He does. As soon as they brought him up, like, oh, well, maybe Garrick knows how. I was like, well, this episode's going to be good because Gary, like, Garrick, we haven't seen him in a while, and he shows yeah. up, and it's all wonderful. Like nobody's I, nobody's pretending he's just a tailor anymore. No, like they all know. Like they're like, yeah, Garrick knows what's up. Like when they first got the the message in, they were like, wait, what sneaky son of a bitch do we know yeah. that can figure this out for us? Oh, yeah, Garrick. Like, and make think, his pants. Do you think they yeah. even rebuilt his tailor shop after it got blown up? 
they're just like, we know you're not really a tailor. <laughs> but I guess <laughs> cardboard standings. You know what? Like they we'll, have that area there, and it's just cardboard pictures of clothes. We'll do it so you have some place to hang out, I guess, because we just don't want you wandering around <laughs> being all sneaky and shit. At least this way, we kind of have some general idea where you are. I mean, it's probably just the front for like money laundering or something anyway. So. He kind of has to rebuild it so that he can keep the running his shady operations. Exactly. Exactly. Base Michael Cohen? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's so good, dude. Like this episode's so good. And then while they're there, they get, while they're going through the Gamma Quadrant, they get captured by the Jem'Hadar. And this is cool because we haven't seen the Jem'Hadar in a hot minute. Mm-hmm. So, you kind of they, man. They've been they've been planning and plotting. Yeah, they've been they've been behind the scenes and shit, cutting it up, making we we gonna take we gonna take this Jem shit big time, son. We're gonna do some major th- we making moves. I, I love though, and this is another reason to love Garrick though, when the Jim Hadar finally <laughs> board the defy or the runabout. <laughs> and he's just like, Oh, thank goodness you're here. Which way to the wormhole? <laughs> and he just gets right here. Just gets gets punched in the face. Like if they were going to do a Deep Space Nine movie, right? Like they were going to reboot Deep Space Nine and they were going to recast Garrick. Who would be a good Garrick? Oh, jeez. That's a tough question. Wow. I already have an answer. Okay, what's your answer? Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that's pretty good. Would be perfect because he's got that kind of like smart ass kind of snarky kind of uh-huh. you know cooler than you deliver He's not slimy enough i don't think i was thinking adam scott and i was thinking adam scott might be good adam scott would be good because yeah. i was thinking the same kind of like smarmy piece of shit but but he's kind he's kind of more of a jerk than ryan Ren- ryan reynolds is like he's gonna be a jerk to you but you're gonna like it because he's you so feel good about it and he's so hot and you want to suck him that's off. kind of like a fake kiss up jerk you know yeah mm-hmm. kind of like an eddie haskell what about uh, along the same lines what about will arnett Ooh, yeah. that's a good one that's pretty good he's definitely slimy enough yeah he's definitely slimy enough i just don't know if like will arnett is do you think will arnett's charming enough to pull it off like because there no, is but i think with the you know the right the right writing he could probably pull it off well, could you see Will Arnett as uh, Goldicott to go dark, but still have that, that sliminess? Goldicott's neck in this episode looks really weird. I was noticing everybody's fucking eye makeup. Was yeah, yeah, they yes. definitely like fucking shit the bed on like getting it around the eyeballs this week. It was like, like they didn't blend in the prosthetics yeah, very well. It was just right underneath it. Like they were all in like a tanning bed or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You but think like, they got behind the shooting schedule or something? They're just like, we just got to go. We just gotta. go. We Let's wrap this up. Yeah, just do yourself a favor and look at fucking Gold Ducat's neck. Like, it just, like, it looks like he's kind of like a bird, kind of perched forward a little bit the whole time. Like, it's just really odd. It looks really shitty. <laughs> and then at some points, too, you can see, like, the front of his neck moving. And he's being super fucking suspicious, too. Yeah. I completely Gold. forgot about that whole thread about his daughter – and mm-hmm. Eric and everything like that. That, was, him, that whole scene was trying to beat Eric's ass. And I was like, "Oh yes, oh you just you fixed my back." And then he even has the balls after that's over to like put his hand up, and his daughter puts his hand on. He's like, "It was wonderful seeing you again, my dear." Yeah. It's like, "Damn, dude, he's right there, son." 
Like, you don't give a fuck. What, what you going to do, Ducat? She's such a charming young woman. I'm sure she got that from her mother and just walked away. I was like, dude, he's the best. <laughs> the only thing he could have done better was like smell his fingers. Yeah. From her mother. <laughs> <laughs> just run it under, run it under Gold Ducat's nose. Mm, take a whiff. Mm. I, you know, and that kind of creeps me out, that whole thing with about, uh, what's her name? Zial or Tial or... Zial, yeah. And, uh, and Dukat, because, I mean, uh, Garrick, because Garrick and Dukat are, like, contemporaries. Well, to be, yes, that's not, true. Like, Garrick's not trying to tap that. No. He's, um, he's just being friendly with her. Well, she definitely wants to get with him. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, too, I think Garrick makes a good point. He's like, look... You know, you're the only other fucking Kardashian on this station. Like, you're the only other one. It's just, it's you or nobody. So you make me feel like I'm not completely alone anymore. So, I mean, that's got to be worth something, right? Okay. You know, I don't, you know, if if it does get romantic, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, but again, though, I mean, why not? And it wouldn't, wouldn't it be? No, I just have old, old balls. Yes. <laughs> They're real droopy. The doctor doesn't seem to mind. I hope you don't. <laughs> but wouldn't it be perfect for Garrick to fuck Gold Ducat's daughter? Like, isn't that just like the goal? Isn't that the Garrick, the most Garrick thing imaginable? Gold Ducat chained against the wall. <laughs> no, no, His eyes propped open. No. I feel like going back to the Kardashian crossover that we had yeah. a <laughs> sex tape of it. He's just put it out through the put it on the promenade screens or something so everybody has to watch it. Make sure yeah. Goldicott's there. And he's saying like terrible shit too. Or like, yeah, dude, that totally makes sense. Well, his full name is Elam Ray J. Garrick, so <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people forget about that. That's a Ray J. I haven't heard that name in forever. Ray J. Big cock. Yeah. <laughs> Huge penis. Made her famous. Damn, Ben Ben dropped offline to go check it out. He's like, word? He heard Big Cock and was just like, Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that was wonderful. I love it. Mm, I wish I was famous. <laughs> but yeah, so um so yeah, so they get they get caught and they're in some kind of like some kind of camp. Yeah, which I don't really <laughs> understand 100% because the Dominion have a reputation for just taking no prisoners, right? Uh-huh. But now they had like this prison. Like, I don't understand why they have a prison camp at all. Um, they fit in with like their way of doing business. I don't know. Um, I mean, we definitely get some sense that they're like, uh, you know, putting people against each other in like a fight club kind of situation or something. So it could just be for fun. Hey, well, let's just, let's just put people in prison for fun. Um, I, I, I don't know. Are, are the, are the Jim Hadar like a kill at all costs kind of people? I mean, the idea of them having a prison camp doesn't seem too far fetched. I don't know. To me, I mean, and I haven't seen the whole series, but to me so far, it seems like they just don't fuck around. Uh-huh. Like you're either with the program or you're you're done. Yeah. So yeah, far, it's definitely like the first we've heard of any kind of prison that they have. So. Well, I think now that we're going into more of a war mode, though, I think they they there's justification for the internment camps because you can, you can have like 
prisoner swaps and things like that. They must be great at running prison camps then because nobody has ever escaped, obviously. Otherwise, people, they would have a reputation, you know, that, oh, they have these prison camps. But mm -hmm. nobody knows they have prison camps, which means everybody dies in prison. Well, I mean, to be fair, everyone dies in prison. And to be fair, this is a prison camp that's on like a meteorite, like just floating through the gamma quadrant it's not like a planet like it looks uh, like it's just fucking on a like a rock rotating uh, through space asteroid m yeah base yeah basically right so it's like how the hell are you gonna find this thing you know so i guess the people that are alive i guess this is almost kind of a death sentence and the way they have it set up we're like because you know um one of the i guess the the warden if you will mentions to Worf like it's good to have another klingon here to see what we're worth and then you look over and you see a jam hadar guy fighting a klingon and you're like oh that's kind of cool mm -hmm. yeah. it'd be pretty cool if it was like planet hulk where it's just like a gladiator planet well i mean it kind of is right like you kind of have these jam hadar guys fighting this old klingon dude and Glow and I mean, behold. Like, if it, if, like all the Jem'Hadar came, like you had 50,000 Jem'Hadar watching these fights. <laughs> and lo and behold, the guy he's fighting is fucking Martok. Uh -huh. we, we saw Changeling Martok get killed last season, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, because um, that was the first episode, right? That's the brag all you want. Yes. Yep. You know, but don't get between me and the blood wine. That's where it's from. That's where we saw Martog glass, but he's alive. He's been in this detainment camp for like two mm -hmm. years. Which also could explain why nobody knows about the prison camp, because if they're taking people and then just sending back the the replicant version of them, basically, then why would anybody ever question that, you know, some something's wrong and somebody's missing? Yeah, because in that sense, it makes, in that case, it makes sense because the way it sounds is they just kind of stalk people, snatch them up, and then replace them so then they have to learn all about the person that was switched so uh -huh. they maybe they kind of use it as like an information gathering tool to intel yeah. bro i believe it's called intel yeah that makes sense i guess intel yeah so but yeah it's good to see i love martog he's awesome um so i'm really happy that he's around and then um you see fucking tane he's lying there all fat and toad like <laughs> I had too much bread and oatmeal bar. <laughs> I'm carved to the max, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some Alka-Seltzer. And then they say, oh, he's coming out of, he said, oh, he's coming out of like fucking solitary. And lo and behold, it's fucking Julian. <gasps> what? That With was the old school uniform. That's a good reveal. Like that's that's quality stuff right there. They really got me with that. I I was it completely blindsided me. I was like, but he was just on the ship. Like how did how did he get here? Because they said he captured him, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry was like, oh yeah. yeah. Changelings. Oh. Changeling. Changeling. Julian. That shit is awesome. Like the show immediately, I, I liked it a lot better once it got to that point. Not that I didn't like it before that, but I like when they're, they just totally blindside me with shit like that. Yeah. And I, I mean, was watching it with a friend and I've, you know, I knew the reveal was coming. I, I knew this was the episode where we find, like I've been counting down to it because I've been trying to watch previous episodes to see 
like clues like when, yeah like it's like when did you know when did the uniforms change so things like that changeling julian delivered kira's yeah. baby uh-huh yeah and also um did the brain surgery on uh cisco um hmm. yeah there's some dispute work but uh yeah so it was just like uh, it was nice to watch somebody else's well, face when they're like holy fuck what if he says it he says he's been there about a month yeah so it, it doesn't but, time, but it doesn't time out with True. the actual you know episodes month space month but it the last time we saw the the old school uniforms were uh what rapture yeah that's when julian had yeah because that's what julian was wearing so it had to be before uh before rapture and they specifically mentioned the age of the baby right at the very beginning of the episode so mm -hmm. i mean like yeah because they I, say the baby's a month old yeah yeah so, so it had to be at least at least before then that's true i didn't even think about that one and yeah that's real. that's a really good point jenny i forgot because they even throw that scene in where like she's like the baby recognizes me that's real i didn't you know what i'd even that one totally went over my head so yeah Good point. All right. All right. Really, and, a lot happens in this episode. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. great, dude. Uh -huh. It's like it's all kind of dovetailing and culminating into this nice piece of television, you know? Because when it actually ended, I was like, damn, that's it? Like, it's over? It felt like it was like fucking 25 minutes long. Yeah. Just like cool reveal after a cool reveal. They do the blood tests and you're like, okay, so we're all who we say we are. Be negative if you're curious. Yes, be negative if you're curious. Of course and, you are. Yes, and then they have the moment where, like, you know, hey, if you want to fucking talk to him, you better do it now because Tane's yeah. going to die. And then uh, Garrick goes in there and he talks to him, and then you find out that that's his fucking dad. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Work is like, well, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, know? you got Julian over by the wall. And he's oh, yeah, like, Julian. You know, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, had, he's got that shock face of, like, what? But he can't say anything because he's not really there. Yeah. And then, you know, like they have that whole like this, you know, will you let me have this moment? Not as your fucking. Yeah. And I love the whole speech of like, what about this guy and this guy and this guy? Like, yeah, they're all dead. He's like, good. I have to make sure I outlive my enemies. It's like so fucking boss, dude. Yeah. Like everything about this episode rules. Like, do you I think at a Cardassian funeral, they read off the list of enemies that have died before? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He is survived by no one. He's he's he is survived, he survived by no enemies, for he outlived them all. <laughs> And then, like, when he says, you were my one weakness, Garrick, I knew I should have killed your mother before you were born. <laughs> like, dude, Damn. This fucking awesome. It's like, I, not I should have aborted you, not I should have killed you when I had the chance. I should have killed your mother <laughs> before you were born. Way more efficient. Yeah. Like, holy shit. This episode of Space Mori just got crazy. Yeah, dude, it's really good. <laughs> and then while all this is happening in the prison camp, Back on Deep Space Nine, they decide to close the wormhole. They're going to just fucking blow it up. So because the Jem'Hadar is coming, there's like 50 warships that's going to come through the hole and then everybody's in trouble. So what do we do? What do we do? We make sense. And I guess is why they didn't have this contingency ready a long time ago. It's like the they knew the Jem'Hadar was eventually going to come. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, they do mention like it is, it's Cisco uh -huh. mentions like it's always kind of been there. 
like it's something that he didn't want to do, but it was always it was always in the cards. And so now this is the time to do it because I mean they should have like they should already had the deflector or whatever whatever configured mm-hmm. to. Well, I kind of wonder if they if they already had things set up, like if that would kind of show their hand too early, you know, and let people know that, that that's something that they were possibly going to do. No, no, at some point, like, there was already changelings on Earth, like, two seasons ago. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you got to figure you're infiltrated. Like, they already know what you're doing, so you might as well just go ahead and, you know, plan it, do some tests beforehand. Yeah. Ready to go so you can know when you have to do it. You can shut down the wormhole. I mean, they did have the plan, like he said, I can't remember who he said, but somebody had come up with a way to, like, close it without destroying it necessarily so that the it didn't kill the prophets, whatever, in the temple, you know, because that's, you know, don't kill God. Yeah, well, don't, don't kill the Bajoran God. They don't really care <laughs> either way. Like, they're like, whatever, dude. <laughs> who gives a shit at the end of the day? But, yeah, um, I mean, I get where you're coming from, Dennis, um, but I don't know. I mean, it, I guess it was already mentioned. So yeah, I'm glad I, they didn't, because then the series would be over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's problem solved. All right, everybody, go home. Turn off the lights. What we'll see you later. Know is there was another wormhole right next to it. Oh, there's two wormholes. <laughs> These things just keep spreading. It's a little further over. down, and you've got to go through this little hairy patch. And then yeah, yeah not a lot of guys know about it. <laughs> it's real hard to find. But yeah, dude, um, so they try to blow up the wormhole and lo and behold, they've been sabotaged. Mm, could it be Mr. Sandwich Deliverer himself? I don't know, but I will say this. Um, your boy is definitely acting up to fucking Gold Dukat because when he's trying to c- demand his daughter leave, he's like, look, there's some serious shit jumping off and, and it's going to be different in, on Cardassia uh, soon. And you're like, what does he mean by all of this? I don't know. I thought I thought uh, Ducat was still an outcast with the Cardassians. He is. He's yeah. saying he. Of course, he is. But what he's saying to his daughter is things are going to change. But what's going to change? Yeah. Why would she be any more welcome? Yeah, because she's a the bastard child of a Bajoran woman, like some sex slave, and he basically got fucking Gold Ducat thrown out of the thrown off the planet, and like fucking. Oh you know, relegated to some life blowing up Klingons on some bullshit ship. Like, his life sucks, but no, things are going to change for him. What the hell's going on here? There's so many questions. Oh, my God. I hope they wrap this up in the next 10 minutes because the episode's almost over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, what happened, guys? I fell asleep. What happened? (laughs) Uh, Well, what's his name? Uh, Albontane dies. And then it's basically just like, well, my business is Garrick has like the coolest line of the whole wide world. Well, my business is done here. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. And well, like, that's the only thing holding him here. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, I just came to watch the old man die. Yeah. Have my final moments with him. We're good. Let's go. Let's like, get he, out of here. And then the and then the and then like then you go back to the station and the ships come through the wormhole and the episode's over. Uh-huh. That's it. Bugs Bunny comes out of the wormhole and goes, yeah. I think I took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> a wrong turn at Albuquerque. This is one of the first times I can remember that we actually talked about an episode that, I mean, I really liked it, that we actually talked about the episode and not a bunch of dumb shit. I think it's because I'm, I'm so excited to talk about this episode. It's just so good. Yeah. 
It was a really good episode. It's great. Enjoyed it. It's got that, that, that fucking reveal though was I, I still remember back then when the reveal happened. What of Julie? I mean, but the thing yeah. is, there's so many. I was gonna say which reveal because there was like ten. Well, yeah, but the well, I mean, see, here's the thing: is I kind of suspected the dad. Someone's computer dad. farted. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> My heater just kicked on, so it's probably making <sighs> some weird noises. All right. It's really right. freaking loud. All right. Well, I, I don't hear the heater, but I heard like an electronic. Yeah, it's probably power surge. Yeah. Mm, so yeah. I kind of suspected, though, the 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 Elbontane thing. You know, it was like yeah, they're they're kind of close. That that you know, I'd I'd been thinking about that for a while, just from the previous times and, mm. and the different lies that had been told. And for, I kind of just thought he was his father figure. You know. You yeah, know, it could have been that too. It was just one of those back and forth things in your head where it's Eric like Eric was playing us the whole time. It wasn't that much of a shock, though, for him to be, you know, that wasn't the most shocking thing for me. No. It was like, oh, shit, confirmed. Cool. But not like, no, it's not possible. Kind of, you know. <laughs> hurt your feelings. You know it's true. No! Well, it's different because they both knew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah know, they both knew. We just didn't know as the like, audience. Uh, LeBron Tain was like, oh, by the way, I'm LeBron Tain. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you treated me different. I'm taking my I'm taking my talents to space heaven. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should go to hell like all Klingons. What up, LeBron team? <laughs> You're not really dead. Wake up. That's all I think of whenever I hear his name. It sounds like the same LeBron team. <laughs> LeBron team. What up, LeBron team? But yeah, um, yeah, the Julian reveal was was quality. Like that was good stuff. Because I out of isolation. Oh, it's a friend. Yeah, it's like who could it? Because like you don't know who it is. Because like the Martov thing is just cool, and yeah. I think the Martov thing is cool because I've seen episodes ahead of this one, and he becomes a really pivotal character in the series. Yeah, yeah. and plus, like, to me, I saw... to me, this is the second time I've seen him. So yeah, okay. But like, <laughs> as you watch like season six and seven, as Ben can attest to, like Martog is fucking awesome. Like yeah. seeing him, I'm like, this guy fucking rules. <laughs> I was really happy that he gets involved in the show. When I saw the actor's name in the opening credits, it's like, oh, good. Yeah. You know, so that wasn't like a shock that unless he was coming back to, you know, I don't know, play some other secondary character from TNG, which was very unlikely. <laughs> Yeah, but he's real good. And then, like, the Julian thing just comes out of left park, and you're just like, damn, dude. Because you do, you go back and you just think, like, how much Julian have I seen here recently? Like, he did this. Like Ben said, he delivered the baby, and he did the surgery. And he, oh, my gosh, this is bonkers. Yeah, how long he's been? has he been in that uniform? Yeah. And you start uh -huh. thinking about it. And now it's even easier to, like, scroll back through, you know, streaming services and just be like, what? What would have been great is if uh, Garrick had like a crying game moment. He's like, wait a second. That means. <laughs> yeah. we, we consummated our relationship, but it was a changeling. He's in the shower crying. <laughs> but they don't have showers, so Worf's pissing on him. And it's so <laughs> yeah. it my so he's checking off a bucket list item at the same time. <laughs> But at least he's getting double, at least he's getting double stream though, which is cool. Exactly. So he doesn't. Well, that's why I would suggest Worf instead yeah. of anybody else. Otherwise, you just got yeah. that that one jet. 
I can't deal with low flow. Yeah. Uh-huh. I need that. I need that power spray. That's right. I need the the circus. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, this episode's so much fun. I think the only thing that would have improved this episode for me is if there was a little bit more, like just like I love when they start out with like just the daily life on DS9 kind of thing, and they'll like be on the promenade, and people are just having drinks, and then like everything gets turned upside down, and like shit just goes crazy. Like you got a little bit of that, but we didn't get enough cork, and like whenever there's more cork, true, you know, true, bonus points. True, you might overload though if you if you have. A lot of Quark, a lot of Garrick. Just and too much. Some Odo. It, it's just like, holy shit balls. Too much awesomeness in one episode. Yeah, I knew we were come too fast. I knew we were going to a good place when it was just Worf and Garrick on the on the runabout together. I'm like, this is gonna this is gonna You work. never get that uh-huh. pairing. Yeah. You never get that pairing. So like this is this is gonna be quality trek. And it was. Like this is the this is my favorite episode of the series so far. This if is- I've got to, if I've got to go into an enemy prisoner of war camp, you know, and I've got to pick like two characters to go in with, who will have my back? I, I Worf think, has already done this. Yeah, yeah. Worf and Garrick, though, that's that's a hell of a team up because you you've got the brains and the brawn. Yeah, and even the brawn is is fucking intelligent, so yeah. he's got some strategy behind him. I would also want to do Colonel John Matrix from Commando. I think he would be good, <laughs> and and maybe uh, the guy from Running Man, whatever his name was. I'm just saying, if I'm a Starfleet officer, oh, what was his I name? Uh, I know he was the Butchers of Bakersfield. I know that. I know he's the Butcher of Bakersfield, but I can't remember the guy's name in Running Man. Uh, but I think yeah, he had a great name too. I would go in with him because of the fact that. How great would it be if the warden was Richard Dawson? <laughs> yes. But <laughs> with Cardassian makeup or yes! makeup? No, no, no. Human Richard oh, Dawson. Straight up. <laughs> it's it's a, changeling, a changeling that's pretending to be Richard Dawson from Running Man. He played uh, Ben Richards. Okay. Yeah, ben Richards. Like, yeah, I would go into a prison camp with Ben Richards because he can get me out of virtually any situation. I don't know. This would, this would be kind of tough for him. I don't know, dude. Do you Are remember? You he do you took remember, care of Buzzsaw. Do you remember yeah. what he did to Dynamo? Dynamo. Poor Dynamo. Not poor Dynamo. Dynamo tried to rape that lady. You don't remember when Dynamo tried to rape that woman in the hallway? Yeah. Oh, gee. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Then he gets electrocuted by the lights. Yeah. Blinded by the lights. Yeah. He has a real shit heel. Captain Freedom. <laughs> Sub-Zero got fucked up. Yeah, they all got fucked up. That was a great. I love Running Man. That's a good one. The one, the one thing I noticed about it the last time I watched it is, after the first time that he kills one of the, I forget the first person who gets killed. Isn't it the ice hockey dude, the Chinese guy? It might be Sub Zero. Yeah. So after that, they have a meeting, like a staff meeting. Richard Dawson and all the producers. And staff everything. meeting. And behind them, behind him is like a TV monitor. Uh-huh. that's running the credits of the show and they put no effort into the credits like it's all just <laughs> like, uh, director who cares <laughs> really i'll have to yeah, go back and watch awesome. oh my god that's one of my that was one of my favorite movies growing up now i've never actually seen it 
do you think it's going to hold up for somebody who's never seen it at this point? Richard Dawson alone is worth watching it. He's so wonderful okay. in this movie. Yeah, he's re- it's you know what? Like some of it will feel kind of goofy, but like once they get into the post-apocalyptic kind of city, you'll go like, yeah, I could see this happening. And like people betting, especially now. Yeah, especially yeah. now, it's almost like yeah, I could see. It's like just like, watching a regular reality show. Yeah, I could yeah. see after Trump gets elected for a second term, all of us are starving and betting on like shitty reality tv shows yeah except this, these will be immigrants trying to win their way into the country. yeah yeah as opposed to prisoners it'll be like yeah this that's trump's vision i want to have a running man to jenny though is do you, what what knowledge of or memories of richard dawson do you have uh he was a game show but did, you, did you ever watch him on those though? He kissed a lot of ladies. A lot of ladies. I don't. I remember. I remember watching whatever show it was, but I don't remember even what show that. What was it? The Family Feud. The Feud. Feud. Game. Oh, Family Feud. Okay. Yeah, he was on Family Feud. Yep. But he was also on Match Game. Yes. And he was also on uh, Hogan. Yeah. He was also on Hogan's Heroes. Yep. As an actor. Yeah. Yep. He was on Hogan's Heroes. I always okay. thought that uh, Running Man was his first acting performance. Mm-mm. Yeah, Running Man's a good ass movie. He was the British guy on Hogan's Heroes. Maria, I'm really surprised they haven't remade the Running Man yet. Oh, dude! I mean, somewhere, somehow, somebody's talked about it. Like, you know, it's come up. Mm-hmm. Like, what about Running Man? And Maria Conchita Alonso is wonderful in that movie too. She's so good. That's when they would just stick Arnold Schwarzenegger with like hot Latina women, yeah. like for that one. And uh, no, I think I may be wrong, but I think Running Man was made while they were getting ready to make Predator. Like they already had, because a lot of the cast is similar in it. Like uh, what's his name? Uh, Jesse Ventura is in it and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe. So I think they're like, why not make this movie at the same time? That's why a lot of it is kind of low budget a little bit. Yeah. I don't but, know about the timing on that. I, I'm pretty. I, I thought Running Man was way earlier than Predator. Running Man was 87. Predator was 89, I think. Oh, so not that. Not that Pred- no, Predator was 80. They both came out in 87. Jesus. Yeah, that's why I think right. were, the wow. productions were like back to back. And I just saw an article that said that they are planning a Running Man reboot. There you go. Um, the article is two years old old at this uh, point so i don't know if they just are taking a while or if it's what's going on with it so and uh, jake uh Hall will be in the lead role has been <laughs> well the last time they tried to reboot a schwarzenegger flick it didn't go well because they rebooted um uh the mars one yeah well the problem was they try to make it more true to the novel okay so if they do that with this one this one's based off of uh stephen king a fake, book. A fake stephen king because it was his mm-hmm his uh, alter ego or Bachman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Richard Bachman, Richard Bachman? Bachman Turner Overdrive yeah. yeah and that one like after I read the summary of it I was like that wouldn't be as good a movie well it's like Lawnmower Man I mean Running Man and Lawnmower Man are two of the of, of the Stephen King books or stories that um when you compare it to the movie it's just like w- w- what <laughs> yeah. I never saw Lawnmower Man the movie, uh, but from looking at the trailers, I was like, I don't see any comparison between this other than the lawnmower, I guess. Obviously. <laughs> and, that, and that's not even a big part of the movie, though. I mean, it's just like, even that I, has a diminished part. I thought Lawnmower Man was about like virtual reality and like yes. 3D, the film, right? Yeah, well, the movie was, yeah. Yeah. The, the short book- story was nothing like it. 
I mean, there, when the devil shows, you know, you've got the devil with his little hoofs out there mowing your yard, and you're like, what? <laughs> no I virtual recently, reality there. I recently watched Maximum Overdrive because I had never seen it before. And Is it uh, Emilio Estevez in that? He is, yeah, mm-hmm. he's the lead. That's with the scary truck. That movie is wild. Yeah, yeah, the Green Goblin truck. Yeah, the Green Goblin truck. Yeah. Yeah. That was apparently, a big... Stephen King directed that, and he was apparently high the entire time. <laughs> on what, you think? What was he high cocaine. on? Cocaine. Cocaine. It was pretty clear he was cocaine. <laughs> I listened to an interview with... Um, it was pretty the, obvious. The, the lady who does Lisa Simpson's voice. Okay. And she was talking about that, because she's in that movie, too. Ah. And, um, yeah, she was like, yeah, he, he didn't know what he was doing. He was high on cocaine the whole time. <laughs> Well, that, I mean, that was a thing, though, with, with and he even said it, though, that, you know, back when he was high all the time, there's like entire spanses of books that he has no recollection of writing, where he's like, wait, what book? Which, <laughs> I wonder which one. That's interesting. Well wasn't, well, wasn't Cujo one of them? Wasn't it? I don't like, know. He doesn't remember writing Cujo. He just is like, he shows up at the end and is like, oh, I've got a book. Okay. <laughs> well, so, what's, what's this about a dog? Cool. I'm give me the- some money. And so people talk about how prolific he is. And it's just like, oh, it's been 10 minutes. Check the new Stephen King book. But I mean, and, and that's, I guess, part of why, because he was too zonked out of his brain to, to Cocaine's know Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine. I need yeah. to give me some cocaine. I got, to, I got shit to do. <laughs> I just want to wake up and have all this. I do cocaine. <laughs> Look at all this cool shit I did. Yeah, cocaine. <laughs> I need to go back to rewatching that too. I've never really been into Stephen King. I can't lie to you. Like I tried when I was younger, but I think to read or to watch to read. Um, I think yeah. it was just. I think it was just over my head. I saw the size of the books and I was like, nope. And then those like, were like I, the first adult books I started reading. I went from like the young adult stuff, and I was like, you know what, screw this. And I started reading the first ones I read were Misery. It. Like yeah. I, it was, it's like a thousand page paperback, yeah. and I yeah. fucking just read the entire thing in a weekend. Was it good? I loved it, but uh, I, I've I've had some issues with Stephen King since. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Tell me. Uh, the, the, so he based all of his books around the dark tower world. Okay. And like that kind of ties a lot of his stories together. Ben is like, Jesus Christ, I got to hear this again. I'm going to keep it short. I I feel this pain. (laughs) I just want to know. I'm sure Jenny's heard a lot of your your rants. No, I'm not, I'm not complaining about that. I, I've, I've heard this, I know, and, and I fully endorse her telling this story. <laughs> all right, let's I'm going to keep it kind of brief, though. But he, So he writes all these stories. He's got, like, seven books in the Dark Tower series. He took, like, 10 to 15 years between two of them to the point that, like, people were dying and not being able to finish the story. Like, wow. they were, like, what that, you know, give us some more of the story. So he finally gets around to writing it, and he knocks out, like, four books in the spans of, of like, five years or something like that all right and the last one it felt like he had just given up and and i feel like it was like right around the time that he had the the accident like i guess he was walking and somebody hit, hit him by a car or whatever yeah. yeah and like it was like he just decided well you know what i just need to finish this i don't give a shit what i put down and he just like every like 
every like story thread that he'd kind of built up, he just kind of like tossed it all away and it was it just just wrote himself out of it. I don't know how to describe it. Like he just he just gave up. He just completely it, gave it up. It was the writing equivalent of. <laughs> yeah and then and not till the very very end like there's an epilogue and you can tell that he planned that from the beginning he knew where he was trying to get to but about halfway through that seventh book he didn't know how to get from from there to there so he was just like you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna have like brand new characters be introduced and have them solve the problem interesting because I know there are people that like swear by Stephen King's work. Like they, just, I, I used to be one of them. Like I, cool. after that book came out, I just gave, I had like the whole collection in hardback. I gave it all to a thrift store. Wow. <laughs> Look, all but like four books, I think. That was, that book was so bad and it destroyed so many dreams. The guy, <laughs> the guy who <laughs> with the red minivan. Uh-huh. And possibly is the cause of all this. That dude killed himself. He, why? Did he actually do that? Or he, just, is the, this a no, Ben story? No, he actually killed himself. And a lot of people think it was the guilt from uh, ruining uh, that book. Oh, yeah. The guy who ran him over. Yeah. Yeah, he did kill himself. Yeah. yeah. People are looking it up, aren't you? I see you typing. No, no, I it's right there. It the driver of the vehicle that struck King, Brian Edward Smith, was found dead at his main home of an apparent suicide. What, wait, wait, what was his name? Um, Brian. Brian Edward Smith. He could not face another winter, he said, and then he killed himself. Um, but, like, I've always wanted to read this. I've always wanted to read The Stand. Good book. I've heard The Stand is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember as a kid reading Needful Things. Um, and it just going completely over my head. I remember like it was like a thrift store that was like run by the devil or some shit. Yeah, there's a Rick and Morty episode about that. Yeah. <laughs> One that you might like, uh, Nightmares and Dreamscapes, I think. It's a bunch mm-hmm. of short stories. Okay. So if you don't want to get into, um, you know, just like the, the, I don't think anything in it is like tied into the, the universe that's one of the books I kept. <laughs> so Stephen, so you're telling me like all of Stephen King's book, be it like Salem's Lot, Firestarter, Cujo, Needful Things, all these things take place in the Dark Tower universe? Probably like, probably at least 50%, if not like three so like, quarters of them. So the stand would definitely take place yeah. in the Dark Tower universe. Oh, yeah. Like the oh, stand, oh, Tommyknockers, oh, it, uh, Insomnia. Flyers? Isn't isn't um I don't think that one does. Because isn't the stand just like Lord of the Rings, but kinda like horror almost? Kinda. You know, I when I read the stand, it was before I had read Lord of the Rings, so I I'm, I might almost I wouldn't make that that because uh, so I read the stand after I watched the, the miniseries. Okay. Like and I really liked the miniseries, and so I went into the stand uh with that anticipation. It was different enough that I enjoyed the book more just because it, it, it brought it from a different aspect and I tend to do that. But, um, and you get a lot more story of the people. Um, but uh, now I, I, there is that, that quest mentality to it, but I just don't think it was as, as long of a quest as, as Lord of the Rings was. Okay. They, they get to the point faster than Lord of the Rings. Because it says it's a post-apocalyptic horror fantasy novel by Stephen King. It expands upon the scenario of his earlier short story, Night Surf, 
and outlines a total breakdown of society after the accidental release of a strain of influenza that blah 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 mm-hmm. it sounds cool like if oh, well. i was going to read a stephen king book that would probably be the first one i'd go to because like it sounds like something I can that's a that's a good one to start with i think if, 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 <laughs> somebody will probably tell me that i'm being blasphemous but i actually read the like the abridged version or something so instead of it being 1200 pages it was like 900 pages what a bitch <laughs> I thought it was fine. Like I watched the miniseries and stuff. I I did not feel like I missed out on any story right from that. Right in the corn. <laughs> um, Stephen King tends to get a little bit too. He just goes a little bit too far sometimes with adding too much. Yeah, that was the problem. That I had. Yeah, and like I think, and I I I I I kind of fell into a habit of being like an Elmore Leonard fan, where Elmore Leonard really gets to the point of stuff. And like Stephen King um, does not. I would recommend if you're trying to get into Stephen King, the short story uh, collections and the novella collections. Okay. It's, it's quicker to the oh, yeah. and he doesn't have time to get lost. The one yeah, like, with uh, Stand By Me in it is really good. Like his, his I remember just reading like a page, like two pages yeah, of yeah. descriptions of a hallway and I'm like, oh my God, my fucking face is going to fall <laughs> No, no, go go for the novellas. I mean, what uh, what was the men in low or low men in yellow coats? Men in I uh, like oh, Hearts of Atlantis. Friends yeah. in low places. It was friends in low places. <laughs> but no, I mean, so Dennis, Hearts- what are you doing? Did you freeze? You're being ultra weird and quiet. No, I don't, I don't really read a lot of Stephen King, so but I was reading about the Running Man. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I thought I, we lost you. I saw Christine in the theaters when it came out and I was way too young, I think to have seen it. That's about a car too, right? Yeah. And then that, I found it in my local public library. About sex. And I read that book, like Judy was saying in 48 hours where it was just, it, it's a, a, Christine is a thick book and I couldn't put it down. You got a thick cock. Now, like, don't you miss those days where you can just sit down and just read a whole book in like a weekend and be like, wow, that was I, mean, I don't have the attention span anymore. Yeah. It was the summer for me, though. I blame my phone. Just done with it. I was just well. That that's the thing, though. Is the phone is the greatest thing because once I got my uh, Kindle and I started reading books on that, too small. And I can I can read it on my <laughs> phone. I can read it on the Kindle that's paperback size. I like books, though. I do too. I I I mean, my God, you saw my living room. My God, yes, all those. All those, my God. all those Hebrew texts, man. Well, no, I have though. I have book books, plenty of those. You didn't see the bedroom where I've got like four more. Shows. Well, Ben, to be fair, you didn't invite me in. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe next time. I smell a six-way. A six-way. <laughs> I, I I pared down my my book collection when we redid the the basement because Stephanie was saying it was getting a little too out of control. So I kind of pared it down a little. I'm happy with the stuff that I got. Jenny, you'll be happy to hear this. Um, the other night, which I will say it was difficult to read aloud. I started reading um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy to Sophie. Awesome. And, like, she was super into it. Like she was laughing at the jokes. She picked up on things that weren't like blatant, but I don't know if an eight year old would pick up on like when they were talking about, um, the last time someone told people to be nice to each other, they nailed them to a tree. And Sophie was like, they're talking about Jesus. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. Like that warms my heart. (laughs) Yeah. For an eight year old to pick up on that. And like, she was laughing at like all the Genghis Khan stuff. How the, how the foreman of the the demolition place kept like Mm -hmm. to throw spears at, uh, 
that Arthur did and stuff. <laughs> it, it made me really happy. She was, That's she was great stupid. because in four years when she reads it again, she's going to start to get a lot more of the jokes and yeah. a lot more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's about how old I was when I read it. Like maybe, maybe 12 or 13. Yeah. I read it the first time at like, like around that same age, like 12. And then I went back and read it as adult. It's one of my favorite books. I watched it first. I saw the BBC miniseries when I was about 12, I guess. I, I've never seen that. I need to watch that. I, it's, I think it's on one of the streaming services. But it I, on, Jenny said it was on Amazon, right? Yeah, I think it's on Netflix actually too. Because we tried to watch it that the, once. The film yeah. is on Netflix that you guys don't like, but I like the movie. I think I, I was good. I was at peak Doctor Who though, and so I was in already in that seventies era of Doctor Who. Uh huh. That the and that's what this this miniseries is. You were peak Who. You were at peak <laughs> Peak Who. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I I fell right into Hitchhikers and loved the the aesthetic. The book's great. Like that's and what I read the book, book, and it was just like um, mm-hmm. down that rabbit hole. I'm also looking forward to that Terry Pritchard show that's coming out, The Gods and Omens. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've, I've only read a couple of his books, but I, I like the the Pritchard there's a, novels. There's already a TV movie or something from one of his Ring uh, Ring World. Dennis, why are you drinking fucking Mountain Dew at eleven o'clock at night? What do you? It helps do? me sleep. Really? <laughs> you got homework or something? No. You're going to have an all-night jack-off session, bro? God willing. Your closet? You're going to lock the closet door? Everyone stay out of my closet! Nobody come into the closet. (laughs) My closet of shame. (laughs) Things you wish you never saw. Your closet's looking good, though. Your your decorator is obviously busy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wish. That's cool. So what what do you give the episode, Dennis? Let's get back to the point here. I give this episode an eight because it's great. You're wrong. What about you, Jenny? What do you say? I agree with Dennis. Also wrong. Well, I feel like it's setting some stuff up. I feel like the next episode is going to like really, this is setting it up. The other one's going to knock it out of the park. Ben, what do you say? 8.5. Also wrong. This episode is a nine, 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 nine. This is my favorite episode of the series. That's, that's good. So far, so good. You're all I, wrong. I, th- I, th- I definitely think this was one of the best episodes of the season uh-huh. and of the of the series. Absolutely. Um, my favorite episode is next season, though. Ah, which one? Maybe I've seen it already. Which one is it? Uh, I, what's the title? Shit. Uh, two guys kissing, but they're really not gay. Is that the, your favorite episode? That's the one. I'm really looking forward to this episode. It sounds like it's going to be my favorite too. Yeah, it's, you know, there's just two guys kissing, but they're not gay. They're just experimenting with kissing cuz I mean, everyone likes kissing. Am I right, dog? Hell yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe I'll re- You know what? I still have to finish Lord of the Rings. Like I got to the white riders is that what they're called jenny uh um the the riders of rohan yes i got to that part i was so stoked that i finished fellowship and i was like god damn it i still gotta read the other two and i took a break i need to get back to it i really enjoyed uh fellowship two towers longer than fellowship of the ring i don't know i think so 
I know when I did that when I did that series, I um it was one of the many that I like kind of hop back and forth between the book and like the audio tapes or the CDs or mm -hmm. whatever, so that like because I knew it was going to take me forever to get through it, regardless of which way I went. So I was like, you know what? I can listen to it while I work. I can listen to or I can read it while I'm at home. And I got it done. <laughs> got you, know what, it. you know what I might do? Maybe I'll watch the movie. Like I'll just go back and because that'll fire yeah. me up to get me into like wanting to read it again. Because like I really enjoyed uh, Fellowship of the Rings. I thought it was good. Mm -hmm. I still remember people getting mad um, at the theater at the end of the first one. Why? Because the way it ends with the, the cliffhanger type ending. And I'm sitting in the audience mad because they've already started going into the first chapter of the second book. Yeah. <laughs> How dare they? Like, no, they should have ended before now. You fuckers are complaining because they cut it off early. You got more than I got when I read the book. The, and the extended editions are the way to go. Like, oh, doesn't doesn't yeah. Fellowship of the Ring end with them on the boat? Like, well, going down the river? They're, they're going down the river. It's Well, Frodo and Sam have have gotten have stolen the boat sam almost drowned and then uh let's hunt some orcs or something that was the line right that uh yeah aragorn. yeah aragorn <clears throat> yeah. he does he does some pretty badass stuff yeah and it's but, been a while since i've seen it it's good yeah. that's, like, that's like the opening chapter from you know two towers hmm. so that that what we see at the end of the first movie is, I mean, probably like the last five minutes or so is the second book. Yeah. Huh. I like. I, I'd made a point to go back and reread just before the movies come, had come out. When I heard they announced the movies, I had this great idea of, oh, I haven't read this since I was a kid. I'll read it again. And then it was just like this power trudge to the end of well, let's <laughs> yeah. get there first. And I hate to see you, and it sucks that you use that term, but that's the way I feel. Like I feel like I want to finish reading the book. And I, I'm in and I I'm think in Tolkien just wanted to make sure the readers felt the way that Frodo felt on the journey. It's mm -hmm. a long, arduous You know track. what? That's a really good that that's some that's quality a criticism there, Dennis. That's right. That's like, that's like 11th grade English quality right and there. And at the end, you want to throw yourself into a volcano. Yeah. I, but I mean, like, I enjoy the book so far, like, but it's just, it's, it's like, fuck, dude, there's just so yeah. much of it left. It's like, golly, I'm never, I would have liked it if I got it in like three pieces because the one I have is like just a giant collection oh, of all three of them. So it's just like, it's this. It's like fuck, the Bible. Yeah, it's like this giant book of fucking craziness. And you're like, okay, I finished the first book. Oh, fuck, I still got 700 pages left whereas if it were three separate novels then i'd be like oh cool like sense of accomplishment mm -hmm. as opposed to just turning another page and there being like an infinite sea of fucking pages after <laughs> that i don't know i still remember when i was a kid i, I read well first we watched the hobbit in school the hobbit's great like, that was awesome it was the rankin bass yeah uh, mm -hmm. and the book is nice and neat and tidy yeah. it's like so i read pages. i read the book i was like that was awesome i want to read the uh, Fellowship of the Ring, and I went to the Charleston Air Force Base Library and looked for it, and I pulled those books out. I was like, there's no way. Because <laughs> <laughs> nope. I started reading I started reading it, and I was like, what is he talking about here? What is going on? I got to yeah. put this back. I the tried reading best. the uh, Cimmerillion also. I've heard that's the like, worst. It, I, I didn't get through it. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's it's actually like reading the Bible. And you have a picture of Frodo in your bathroom. Yes. And you're the person who's saying like, yeah, I just can't read this. Like that's saying something. Like that motherfucker watches you when you pee. Like <laughs> Jenny Zell just put like, a book down. I was like, I imagine awesome. you have to be like Stephen Colbert level Tolkien to have read all this. Kind of do. I mean, like I was at the point that I was trying to learn how to speak the Elven languages. Mm-hmm. But I picked up that book and I tried to read it and I was like, no, nah, I can't. I can't. Because I wanted to know more about the backstory of the world and stuff. Like, yeah. I was just fascinated by how much work he put into building this. Oh, no. Like the world building is super interesting. And like the family tree of like the mm-hmm. uh, fucking of Aragon and all that stuff. It's super yeah. interesting. But like, yo, if I could see like a PowerPoint in like five minutes, that would wrap that shit exactly. up. Exactly. But like, dude, it's like, it's like page upon page upon page of whoa dude who was uh like tolkien hung out with c.s lewis and all these yeah other they all hung out in like a in like a pub together and like shot the shit mm-hmm. how crazy is that yeah. i mean that would i don't know dude i read i recently it was hey it's not recent maybe two years ago i read line the witch in the wardrobe what a wonderful book mm-hmm. like it was really good like i just burned through it because i wanted to read it to the kids um and i read it and i just i really enjoyed it like it was movie's not bad. It, it's yeah, I haven't seen the film. It's not bad. I think I only saw the first one. I don't know why I never went back to it because I I love those when I was a kid. Yeah, they're the really whole, good. The, get, the movies get progressively less good. <laughs> like I don't want to say they get bad, but it's just like all right, you know. How far did they get with the movies? Like the Caspian, it's like the three, the first prince three or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they might have done four. But know. I heard Disney lost the rights or whatever, and they, it was going to revert back to another company, and they were going to redo them or whatever. Who fucking knows? There's a really good BBC version of the first one that from I, I want to say like the '80s or '90s. Your BBC, uh-huh. you and your big black cocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have. Uh, I need to share. <laughs> Like, yeah. I, need, I need to yeah. share a, uh, a discovery theory with you guys after we stop recording. Ooh. All right, well, let's stop recording. Yeah, then. Big black, mm-hmm. huh? Yes, yeah, so let's stop recording then. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for listening. The um, the the tangent off off topic stuff came after. So if you don't want to listen to any of it, then you don't have but to. So people were just dying, waiting to know what our scores were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> waiting to hear the scores. Dude, why did they start talking about Stephen King? What the hell? Was the scores? Damn you! We stayed on topic too much. We did stay well, on topic I, a lot. We were on topic for like fifty minutes. So. I'm uh, and I'm sorry we stayed on topic for so long, but I was just so excited about the episode. Like it was so <laughs> fucking good. So, all right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week. We'll finish the episode. We'll finish the two-parter. Um, thank you for listening, and we'll see you then. Bye. I don't understand. Bye.